Welcome to the Awakening Church, one of the great churches Maui has to offer. And now, Pastor Stephan Pusle with this week's message. Well, good morning. Aloha. My name is Pastor Stephan. So great to have you here today. Uh, man, it's a beautiful day, isn't it? Let's praise God for a beautiful day. Hey, listen, uh, we're excited because you're here joining from all different parts of the world, and we just want to welcome not only my parents here from the Midwest, Reinhold and Claudia Fusle, they're here. We got uh, people from India, pastors from India here for training at the Haggai Institute, which God bless you guys. We got got people from all over the island of Maui, from uh, Lahaina, from, you know, Kula, from all the way to uh, Paia even. Uh, people coming from all over this island come to join us. And, and not only that, but people on the Facebook world as well. Thank you so much for tuning in. If you guys have uh, Facebook Live, give me a favor and um, go ahead and log in there to the live and share it with your friends so everybody could hear uh, just this awesome message that we're sharing uh, with our whole community. And um, yeah, we're in a series where we're going to be talking about a brand new series. We're going to be talking about what it means to be blessed. And I don't know about you, but I've run into all kinds of people who consider themselves blessed. You might even run to someone who is religious even, and you say, oh, well, how's life? How's life going? And the first thing they say is, oh, I'm I'm, I'm blessed. I just got that promotion, or we just bought that house, or we're going on a cruise to the Caribbean. We're blessed. And That is a component of being blessed, but it seems to be the go-to thing we always talk about when it comes to blessing, is this, you know, financially blessed. Uh, uh, You you have a home or uh, a good job. We, We think about these kind of things when it comes to being blessed, but that's not all that's involved with blessing, is it? There's more involved with blessing than just the good things in life. So we're going to be talking about when Jesus went up on a mount. It was a tall hill. He noticed these huge crowds of people following him. So he goes up onto this tall hill so everybody can hear him. And he wanted to talk about a component of blessing that they may not have heard until that moment. So what I'm going to do in this series, I'm going to to talk about the different components components of being blessed. Uh, Next week, we're going to talk about, for example, how you're blessed when you're wronged. How many of you have been wronged before in a big way? Well, we're going to learn about how you're blessed when that happens. The next week, uh, the third week, we're going to talk about how you are blessed when you're innocent. How many of you met somebody that's just so innocent and you're just like, oh, you meet like a little child and they do something that's so innocent and you're like, oh my goodness, I got some stories for you about my two little girls, can't wait, you want to be there that week. We're going to talk about innocence and it's so cool, but plus those are innocent. Then we're going to talk about in the final week, we're going to talk about blessed are those who are persecuted. Um, And not just being persecuted because, you know, you're redheaded and, you know, no, I'm talking about, I'm, I'm talking about being persecuted because you follow Christ. And how you're blessed when that happens. But today, we're going to talk about how you're blessed when you lose, when you, lo- when you experience loss. And some of you are like, wait a minute, like, that, doesn't, that doesn't sound right, okay? That doesn't sound fun. It doesn't sound blessed to me. You lose, you lost. 
you lost something? Well, here's the bottom line. Just like we talked about last month, what was our series called? It's called Fail Forward, right? And we talked about failure and how it's so essential to the road to success and how we have this deep-seated fear of failure. It's this ugly word. We want to avoid it like the plague, right? In the same way, we want to avoid loss. Who in here likes to lose? How many of you guys are a good sport when you lose? Okay, very few of you. You have integrity. Uh, even Pastor Stefan, right? I'll be throwing the Monopoly game across the room. No, you cheated! Right? Very competitive. But loss, loss is not something that we are attracted to. In fact, we're repulsed by it. We, we dread losing. And we, we, we look at people who are successful financially like, wow, look at him. He's winning because they're obviously doing something right. And then you look at that homeless person lying down on the street, hungry, begging for food, and you're saying, I'm going to walk on the other side of the street because I don't want him to ask for money. What a loser. Get a job, right? We're thinking these thoughts. Somebody goes to school and prestigious, uh, graduates with prestigious honors, and then somebody drops out of high school. What a loser. Well, that guy's winning because he got, oh, man, he got his doctorate. He got his master's. He got his uh, bachelor's. So he's obviously winning, or she's obviously winning because of their education. We go across. We go down, we go down the, the rungs. And, and it even goes into, like, ladies, right? You go and be like, oh, my goodness, she is so beautiful. She is winning at life. She's gorgeous. And then, oh, but so-and-so, oh, my goodness, she lost her figure so bad. I mean, it's gone. Loser, right? Am I right? Am I right? No. I think so. I've heard some of it. I've heard, I've heard some of it. Right? And then we all have that one family member who has it all together. They're successful. They're, they're, they're making all the finances. They're educated. They're, they're well-spoken. They carry themselves well. What a winner. And then that other family member, oh, well, we don't talk about that one. It's kind of a flying ointment, so to speak. We avoid it. Or maybe somebody that got a promotion Oh, well, they're winning, they're winning. And then somebody else got laid off or fired. What a loser. And, and we, we think about this. We think about, that, you know, there's, there's this tension between winning and losing. And we think those that are winning are blessed. They're blessed. Obviously, they've got some kind of divine blessing over their life. And, and those who lose are obviously cursed. Because how else can we explain that? How else can we deal with it? And so we are drawn like flies to success, aren't we? When, when someone's winning, when the business is winning, when a family's winning, when we're doing financially well, when, when a church is winning and successful, it's like we are drawn to it like flies. Success. But then when something's going down, when it's circling the toilet bowl. Everybody's like, whoa, we want to stay away from that. It's time to bail. <laughs> abandon ship, abandon ship. Eject. We, we get away from relationships or people that are losing 
I even think of the story of Job. Like he's lost everything, and then everybody's just like, I'm not going to hang around that, that loss because it might, it might be contagious. I might, it might rub off on me. It might, might catch it like the flu, and I might lose. But the Bible says that we're to mourn with those who mourn. And, and we're going to talk about that in a second here. Because there's another side of being blessed that we really want to unravel here. And we can't do it without the power of the Holy Spirit. I don't know about you, but I am desperate for God's Spirit. Apart from Him, we're, we're, we're hopeless. We're wandering aimlessly. We're like, we've lost our way. And, and, and I just don't want to proceed any further without calling on Him. And, and sensing His presence and Him speaking through me. I don't want to speak one more word that's not of Him. So I can invite you to pray with me for this church, for this message. Let's all bow our heads. Um, Heavenly Father, we just thank you so much for this day. We thank you that you are a good God. And we, Lord, we're just, w- without you, we're, we're in deep trouble. So Holy Spirit, would you surround us? Would you fill us with your love right now? Well, Holy Spirit, anything that we've been dragging throughout the week right now that's been holding us down, stressing us out, causing fear, causing anxiety, Lord, we rebuke that in Jesus' name, Lord. We just come against that and we pray that, Lord, you would give us peace that surpasses all understanding. Right now, Lord, that we have a focus and a clarity where we can see through the foggy mist and we can understand what it is that you would have us learn today. Break our hearts, Lord. Open our minds in Jesus' precious name. And everybody said... Amen, amen. So we're going to get into some word, okay? We're going to get into Psalm 34 to open up. But before we do, some of you have experienced tremendous loss. You've lost a loved one. You've lost uh, all your finances. You've lost your home. You've lost so many different things. It's hard to keep track of it. Uh, For me, I, I remember Amber and I, we were so excited. It was 2005 and we had just graduated from Vanguard University, Southern California, prestigious school, and we've got the dream job at a mega church, and we're making good money, and we're working hard, and we bought our first townhome in Southern California off Warner Boulevard, about two minutes from the ocean, and we spent close to $300,000 on it, and we put our heart and our soul in that place, we, we bought marble countertops and travertine floors and cherry cabinets. And we put solid wood doors and brass doorknobs. And we did the bathroom. And I did all the work. I had a little help on just a couple of things like plumbing. I get a little nervous. Okay. But I, but I put everything. We put close to 60 grand into that place. And then 2007 happened. The bottom dropped out. And our home that used to be worth 300000 wasn't barely even worth two. Now, we could have held on to, to that. We could have held on and said, you know, we'll stay in there. We could have made those payments. And right now, if we would have stayed in there, we'd probably actually make money on it. But the, the crazy thing about it in 2008, while we're holding on to it, God called us to plant a church in Maui. And so we had to sell. But we couldn't sell it without taking a hit. And so we sold at a loss. The bank ran away laughing because of the, the upgrades that we did to that place and the amount of money they got from us. And the thing of it all is, I think about that a lot. I think about that loss that we experienced in our life. Now, some of you have experienced much greater loss than that. 
I, I can't imagine anything worse than losing someone that's close to you that you love. But there's other kinds of major loss in our life, and we've all been there. Um, I'm going to take a look at what Psalm 34, chapter of chapter 34, verses one through, sorry, verses 17 through 19 says. It says this: Is anyone crying for help? God is what? He's listening, ready to rescue you. If your heart is broken, you'll find God where? Right there, right there. If you know you're kicked in the gut, I'm sorry, if, you, if you're kicked in the gut, he'll help you catch your breath. The disciples so often get into trouble. Still, God is there every time. I love that last one. That the disciples are often getting in trouble. I can identify with that. How many of you guys are disciples that are finding trouble every once in a while? You will have trouble, right? That's what the Bible promises us. But Jesus is up on this hill, and he's seeing the crowd starting to flock to him because they're sick, they're hungry, they're dying, they're experiencing loss, and he's able to meet those needs. But he says, I have to tell you something about blessing. And he and, and the general theme is saying, basically Jesus was saying, hey, God's kingdom is here. God's rule is here. And this is how it operates. And I want to tell you that the three different way, times in your blessed. The first one is this. You're blessed when you realize you have lost your way. When you have lost your way. How many of you lost your way before? Emotionally? In a relationship, spiritually, lost your way. We have all been to a place of despair where we would almost be willing to do anything to get out of it. How many of you have been at the darkest point where you have been willing to do anything, anything, you name it, you would have done it? To get out of that pit of despair. How many of you have been there? God, I'm willing to do anything. I'll do whatever you ask. Just, just tell me and I'll do it. If you. Right? <coughs> Excuse me. God bless you. Uh, wait. Uh, I'm, that's why I'm doing the air hug with you all. <coughs> Matthew chapter 3. Let's, let's begin with the text here. This is the message version. You're blessed when you're what? When you're at the end of your rope. With less of you, there's more of God in his rule. I love that. Let's read it again. You're blessed when you're at the end of your rope. With less of you, there's more of God in his rule. When we get at the end of our rope, there's nothing worse some of you have said, hey, wait, Pastor Stefan. I thought I'm furthest from God when I'm broken. I thought I'm at my worst when it comes to spirituality, when I'm, when I'm making mistakes, when I'm a sinner. When I'm at the end of my rope spiritually, that's the last time I need to be coming to church because I might be smited. <coughs> I might melt. But that's not the reality. Some people that I've met, and I say, hey, come to church, come to church. God is, 
going to just rock your world. He's going to do some amazing things. You need to come to church. And they're like, Pastor Stefan, I cannot come to church. I still, I, I do, I still am stuck in this sin. I still am not worthy. And I said, what, are you crazy? Are you expecting for you to get your act in order? To climb off the end of your rope and climb out of the pit by yourself before you come to God? If that door had a sign on it said, only perfect people allowed in here, this church would be empty. And you would not have a pastor preaching on Sunday. Right? God is there closest. You are you are in the midst, you are closest to the kingdom of heaven when you're at the end of your rope. And some of you have lost your way spiritually. You, you've tried everything in life and it's not working. And for some reason or another, you made it to church or you're listening to us on Facebook Live and you've tried everything under the sun, anything. But now you're saying, you know what? I'll try anything at this point. Maybe you ought to try God. Maybe you ought to try surrendering your life to Jesus. Maybe some of you in here who already are Christ followers have gotten to a place of despair. You're basically, you're poor in spirit. You're, you're empty. Maybe you've poured out and poured out and poured out. And now it's time for you to turn to God and embrace him and fill you back up with that living water. He said, I'm the bread of life. Right? And, and, and that we can turn to him. Now, So you're blessed when you realize you've lost your way. The second time you're blessed, the second uh, time you're blessed in your life is when you're broken because you've lost a loved one. How many of you lost a close loved one in your life? Okay. How many of you experienced a divorce? How many of your parents have divorced? Okay. Um, how many of you uh, lost a home? Okay. Right. How many, okay, so we, we, we've, we've gone into big losses here, right? We're being real here. I love this. I love this transparency. That's what you find at the awakening. But you're broken because you've lost a loved one. I think that gets to the, to the most difficult things uh, that a human being can experience. So the, the, the only example that I can think of at this point is there was a family that, that came to our church early on. This family came to our home and ate, we broke bread together. Got to meet their beautiful family. In fact, we have a chair in our house where uh, the dad, like, put his weight on it and broke the little uh, support beam of the chair. It's still in our house, and it still doesn't have the support beam. So every time I sit in that chair and I go to put my foot up and I, it, miss, it misses the support beam, I think of this, this father, an amazing father. His name is Ua Dukes. And they have a son named Trucker. And uh, they came to our church at one point, and their son... Um, Three years ago, three-year-old boy was diagnosed with stage four cancer, and I can't pronounce the name of what it is. Um, but a couple days ago, that little boy passed away. And I remember sitting in the coffee shop, and this is the day before he passed. And I just, you know, for the last two to three weeks, every time I see a picture of this boy, I just start tearing up, start getting emotional. Something grips me into my soul. And I just start crying out, Lord. I remember that. A couple days ago, I was like, Lord, mercy, 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 mercy. Lord, give mercy to this, this little boy. Give him mercy. And as I said that over, going, 
I felt God's presence just falling on me. Mercy, Jesus, mercy. And the next day he died. And uh, I can't imagine anything worse than a father to lose a son. Here's his picture. It's your baby trucker dukes. And uh, there's his father. Uh, and so you can be praying for this family. But I'm encouraged because I read on. I'm reading through these blessings, okay? So you're blessed when you lost your way. You're blessed because you brought, you've lost a loved one. Matthew chapter 5, verse 4 says this. You're blessed when you feel you've lost what is most dear to you. Only then can you be embraced by the one most dear to you. And I think of this family, and they've lost. This island's lost a beautiful child. This community's lost. But here Jesus is saying, you're blessed. You're blessed because now you get the opportunity to be embraced by me. I'm never more closer to you than you've lost a loved one. And that's what uh, Jesus is saying. So, not only can you be embraced by the one who's most important, but we can be a part of that embrace. We can be a church body, a family that can embrace this family. So, one of the things that I want to challenge you to do, um, this is a website here I'm going to pull up. Uh, it's www.teamtrucker.org. And uh, there you can give. It's Team Trucker, T-R-U-C-K-E-R, if you want to write that down. Um, we want to, as a church family, in addition to your tithe, as an offering, we want to challenge you to reach out to this family and give financially uh, because we want them to feel the touch of this family, feel embraced by them. And when you give, put in the memo, hey, this is from your awakening family. We love you guys. We're praying for you. Okay? You can do the favor for me. That would be a big deal. So you're blessed when you realize you've lost your way. You're blessed when you're broken because you've lost a loved one. And then you're blessed when you become, I love this one, you're blessed when you become real because you've lost your ego. <laughs> How many of you have had the chance to have a nice serving of humble pie? Isn't it good for the soul? It's so good. Oh, because it brings you back down from the clouds of your lofty ego and to reality where people can identify with you and connect with you because you're not some jerk, okay? So you're blessed when you become real because you lost your ego. We're blessed that we have the Awakening Church because there's an authenticity here. People have been through life here. They've been humbled here to where they're like, there's no more parading around trying to act impressive. Now, if you had an opportunity, okay, sorry, wipe the tears. If you had the opportunity to give something of extreme value, something very valuable, uh, priceless even, inheritance, uh, endless resources, and there were two people that you had to choose from. One was extremely arrogant and prideful, but maybe they had more skills 
more talent. And then you could choose from that and then someone else who is more humble, maybe not as skilled but teachable. Who would you choose to give that priceless gift? I would choose the second one because I almost guarantee you that the first is going to squander it. Their pride is going to cause them to lose it all. But the other ones, now there's something to give to. And so when God blesses you by giving you humble pie, he's putting you in position to receive more, to receive blessing. And so when you've been humbled, right? That's from God. Matthew chapter 5, verse 3. It says, you're blessed when you're content with just who you are. No more, no less. How many of you guys know someone that's just content at being them? They're not trying to put on a show, and they're the coolest kind of people to hang out with. Now, how many of you hang out with somebody that's like extremely ambitious, striving for the loftiest place, and very strenuously going after whether it's like, you know, uh, fame on Facebook, how many likes you got, or, or some kind of dream or goal, and it's like, oh my goodness, whoo, and it's just exhausting to be around them. How many of you have been, you know what's cool is to see some, some very small amount, some of those people who've attained the, what we deem in the worldly perspective as success, but then you meet them, and they're just like down to earth. They're comfortable in their skin. They're not trying to wear it on their sleeve. They're not driving around the fanciest car. They're not living in the biggest house. They're not, they're not like, you know, you know what I'm saying? Okay, that's what I'm saying. So let's continue reading here. So you're blessed when you're content with just who you are, no more, no less. That's the moment, right? You find yourselves proud owners of what? Everything that can't be bought. I remember growing up on the farm that we we were raised on, And I had lofty ambition. I want to be an airline pilot like my dad, make all kinds of money, have a trophy wife, you know. I wanted to travel the world and have a big old house in the hill. And I just, I wanted to be successful and respected. And, and um, so I was on my way to do that. Anything I had to do, I was on my way to do that. The best grades at school, very ambitious. On my way, but nothing to do with really with God. Wasn't interested. My parents did their best. They, they loved on me. They read scripture to me every morning. They, they dragged me to church, kicking and screaming. They're saints. You go give them a big hug after service and say, thank God for you. Not giving up on that crazy one. So, one day, uh, we, we had several properties on that farm, okay? And there was a, there was a chicken coop that they had renovated and made into an apartment that you could rent out. And it was the coolest place. It was called the Chicken Coop. And it was cool, man. It was the hangout pad. It had cool people lived in there. And one day, there happened to be this young couple that was a youth pastor and his wife. And they lived there. And they would have all the youth out there in the yard playing games, laughing, having fun. And I would be like, whatever, I'm too cool for school, Right? I'm not, I'm not into that. But, you know, I was so bored sometimes. I would just like cruise over there and I'm hang out with that guy. He just sat down in his house and he had pictures up of Hawaii 
The guy had tattoos. Like, this guy's cool. Like, he likes Hawaii. I like Hawaii. He's cool. And he had a beautiful wife, too. But they, they, didn't, they were living in a chicken coop in Indiana. But you know what? Something in my heart looked at them and said, wow, it's weird, but, like, they have something special. They have the love of a family. He's got a beautiful wife. He's cool. And he's a youth pastor of all things and they're living in a chicken coop. But I got mad respect for them. I don't know why. I got mad respect for them. He's like, he's got something, and he's got access to something I don't have. Right? And I, I could imagine myself being happy even if I had something like that. But that was a seed that was planted. That was a seed that was planted. And God blesses those who are humble because you will, you will inherit things that you cannot buy with money. And I think about my life now. I'm not trying to brag. I'm not trying to say my life is better than you. I'm just telling you what, what just is cool for me. I get to live in Hawaii. Okay, I thought that if I, be, if I followed God with my heart, surrendered to him, I would be a missionary in Africa in a mud hut, and I would have a jungle rash, and I'd be poor. I'd be screaming at, screaming at my wife. My kids would be running around, like, <laughs> hucking spears and stuff. Like, I, I thought, like, my life, but God would, like, just say, okay, well, here's, like, a dung pile. Go sit on that. You know, that, that would be my life, right? That's what I thought. But that was a lie. I mean, the enemy wants to scare you away from, from God blessing you. Because guess what? When you get blessed by God, you get given things that money can't buy. I didn't realize that I would be given the desires of my I get to live in Hawaii. I got a smoking hot wife who's pregnant with my baby son, who I get to teach to surf. I got a roof over my head. I got food in my belly. And I got the coolest people who've eaten humble pie until they're so fun to hang out with, right? Because other people aren't. But I got a family that loves me. And I got things that wealthy people that have high position, many things, many resources, wish they had. How, wait, how did, he, how did he shortcut? I worked my whole life to earn my retirement here, and how does this little whippersnapper get here? Right? I'm living in, in a place where I get to see some of the old desires of my heart come into reality that I didn't even know existed. He's tapping into a depth of, uh, of being content that I'm realizing there's more to it than just having big things, big fame, big success, and there's more to life than that. So you're blessed when you realize you've lost your way. You're blessed when you're broken because you lost a loved one, and you're blessed when you become real because you lost your ego. I'm so, su- I'm so glad that some of you have lost your ego because you're so much better to hang out with, okay? Now, as we close, I want to talk about what do we do with this? How do we apply this concept of being blessed and blessed in an uncomfortable way? I want to challenge you that whatever loss, because we're talking all kinds of different loss here, Whatever loss that you've experienced in your life, my challenge you is to do this. Is to put your trust 
And Jesus, when you lose something in your life, you put your trust in Jesus because he's blessing you. He's blessing you with something. He's blessing you with the, the presence of his kingdom, the warmth of his embrace. He's blessing you with things that the world cannot give you. He's blessing you. And when he's blessing you, when you are experiencing loss, I want to challenge you to do this. And whatever it is you're thinking of right now, whatever loss you're experiencing, whatever thing is, has been so, it's felt like it's a part of you been ripped from you, whatever that is, imagine that and say, Lord, I'm going to trust you. I'm going to trust you that you're in the process of blessing me. You're in the process of gifting something to me. And I'm going to trust you. When I lose, I'm not going to question you and say, Lord, what the heck are you doing? You're supposed to just bless me with good things. Money and good jobs and nice houses and nice cars. When it doesn't happen like that, what are you doing? God, God's saying, I'm blessing you. Trust me. I got this. I'm blessing you. It's a precious gift. So I want to challenge you to trust him in that loss. He knows what he's doing. Jeremiah chapter 17, verse 7. But blessed are those who what? Trust in the Lord and have made the Lord their hope and confidence. Have you put your trust in the Lord? Have you made him your hope and your confidence? This morning as you're thinking about the things that you've lost, do you, can you trust him this morning? Can you trust him in a spirit of, of faith here? How many of you, how many of you can trust him this morning? That God's gonna, that God is blessing you in your circumstance. Amen. We're gonna pray and we're gonna ask God for help with this because it's not it's not an easy thing to do, right? To trust God in loss. We're gonna ask him for help. Let's bow our heads, close our eyes. Heavenly Father, we thank you so much for this morning. We thank you that God that you have a master plan. And although we don't see it in its entirety, and although along, along the way we get confused and we don't understand what it is you're up to, what it is you're planning, why you're doing the things you're doing when we experience the pain of loss. Lord, we want to trust you. But we still have that doubt. It's like that man that, that asked for, for you to heal their, their child, and, 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 and he said, if you can, Jesus, if you can heal my son or my daughter. And then, and then you said, what, if? And then the, and the man said, I believe, but help me with my unbelief. So in the same way that when we doubt God and we say, God, I'm I, I want to trust, but help me with not the part of me that doesn't want to trust you. I want to choose to trust, but help me with the part of me that, that, that just wants to question you, wants to distance myself from you because we're losing something and we don't understand what you're up to. So Lord, would you help us? If you're in here this morning, if, you've, if you're in the process or you have in the past experienced loss, 
and you want help this morning trusting God, would be courageous without anybody looking around, with heads bowed, your eyes closed, would you raise your hand high so I can see you? God bless you, God bless you, God bless you, see your hand, God bless you, awesome, God bless you, God bless you, see your hands, God bless you, God bless you, oh, lots of hands, God bless you, see your hand, God bless you, good. Lord, help us to trust you. Help us to trust you. Help us to trust you when we experience loss. It's not easy, but help us to put our hope and confidence in you, Lord Jesus. And even in the darkest places, you are there. You comfort us. The kingdom of heaven surrounds us, Lord, and that we get gifted with things that money can't buy. Lord, we thank you. I continue to pray this morning. If you are far from God, if you've never surrendered your life to him, you, or even at some point long ago, you may have surrendered your life to him, but you've gotten off track. You've lost your way. And you want to make your heart right with him. There's a prayer. I'm going to show you how to pray. And what you've got to do is you've got to pray it with me. But you've got to pray with an authenticity of heart. You've got you to just mean it, okay? You may not feel it, but you've got to say it. It's a choice. And it's a prayer of surrender. And what I want to do is I want everybody to say this prayer along with me so nobody feels left out. This is what you say. This is the prayer you say to Jesus. You say, dear Jesus, forgive me of my sin. I believe that you died on the cross for me. But you rose from the dead and you conquered death so that I could be free. Jesus, I believe you're Lord and I want you to be the Lord of my life. Come in my heart. Wash me clean. Make me a new person. In Jesus' precious name. Thank you for joining us this week. The Awakening Church is a church that unchurched people love to attend, where real people can come as they are and connect with others who love God. If you're on Maui, please come join us. If you're not on Maui or you can't attend a service, check us out online at theawakening.org or download our Awakening Church app. You'll find past messages, online Bible studies, scripture, and lots of other cool stuff, including ways where you can help us continue our mission. If this message has blessed you, you can help us increase our reach by giving to The Awakening Church, either on our app or online. Thank you for joining us. Aloha.